Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts and I'm joined with someone who's the biggest bottom feeder in my life. Josh Hemo. Wow, that's a, you know, we always like come up with these like twisted insults like (laughs) that are also kind of compliments and I'm going to take, I'm going to full on take this one as a compliment because in this episode it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I could, I didn't talk about what kind of bottoms you're feeding on, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyways, if you're brand new to this podcast, this is our podcast. We watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons that we can learn along the way and have some fun while we're doing so. Just like every week, we are uh, going to throw some donation links at you if you feel like being generous and helpful to those in your community. So I'll go first this week. Uh, I am plugging a mutual aid fund based in New York City called the NYC MetroCard Fund. Uh, which is actually their Venmo name, at NYC Metro Card Fund. It is Metro Cards for trans and queer folks, uh, basically the people in our society who need the most help most of the time because they're most marginalized. Um, and it just gives them Metro Card funds directly to them. And it's sad to think that New York City's public transport isn't free for everyone, but thus but we have to we are. fund people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Josh, what'd you get? Uh, so this is the last week I'm going to go on the same theme just because next week is, uh, it's kind of it. So Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is the last like voting thing that I'm going to do. Um, this organization is called spread the vote. Um, they're very similar to the other ones that I've talked about where they just like there to help spread information and stuff. But specifically I picked this one. Because a lot of what I've been seeing uh, from friends doing early voting and from the news and stuff is that the polling lines have been very, very long and like up to somewhere it's like hour, hour and a half, even more for some people to actually like be able to vote. So what this um, specific donation link is for is to help bring supplies. So actual polling um, places have uh, availability for like food, water, um, goods and stuff like that to help spread out to people in line and help give to the volunteers that are there. So I feel like it's a good way to help give supplies, you know, for people who are just going to be standing in line all day long. If it was me, I'd I'd go and I'd be like, are you, are you voting for Trump? And they say, yeah, I'd be like, you don't get no, them and then yeah. I, I you don't get no pizza, <laughs> no pizza for you. Yeah. No spin on their pizza. Like here's some COVID pizza for you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, because then they're not wearing a mask and they're spreading it to everyone. It's true. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. This week we're watching Season 5, Episode 3, Rise and Shine, Waiting, and Fungus Among Us. Act 1, Rise and Shine. So, in this act, we watch SpongeBob wake up in the morning and then immediately he's like, I wonder how Patrick gets up in the morning. And sure enough, we just get to see all the morning that uh patrick gets up to when he wakes up (laughs) so uh before we go into patrick shenanigans my little discussion topic for this is which morning is more like yours spongebob's or patrick's we've seen spongebob's routine before uh but i want to know what's the similarities Hmm. or you know the differences that you have for me it depends on the day or what i have (laughs) to do if i have to get up and like i haven't slept a lot 
it's definitely Patrick where like I hear my alarm I'm like what the hell is that what is going on right now and it's like I'm freaking <laughs> out a little bit but most of the time I feel like it's most like Spongebob where it's like yeah I have an alarm go off or something's gonna wake me up but I'm like pretty calm about it like I don't feel like I'm that like yeah I definitely not a morning person but I don't hate the mornings or like freak out as much as like Patrick does you know what I never get well for me I'm definitely like a I'm closer to a Patrick, mm-hmm. but if because if I get too close to a SpongeBob routine, which I've been there, I kind of get really anxious just waiting around. Yeah, like some people are like, "Oh, I love the morning because then I can sit down and drink a coffee and just kind of think about my day," and that does not work for me. I'm like, "What did I forget? Uh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, what am I doing?" Um, but I don't like it to be as chaotic as Patrick. So mine's like just before it gets chaotic. I like I like having just enough time that if I f***ed up, I, I'm really late. Uh, but if not, if everything goes well, then I'm I'm fine. I feel like I don't ever have, like, as much as I say, like, as far as waking up, I feel like I'm closer to a SpongeBob. But I don't ha- ever feel like I've ever had a morning routine. Like, for me, it's like my routine is to get up and then take whatever less than half an hour I have to either throw some food together or get ready and go, you know, and not in a panic. Like it's enough time that I've planned ahead to be like, all right, this is enough time I need. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. I don't know how people schedule like an hour before they have to be somewhere. So like you said, they can have like their morning coffee, that kind of like dedication to being up earlier is just wild to me. It's just, I always find that time not as useful as I, I think it would be. It feels like a waste of time, I guess, right? But I guess I could say the same thing about when I'm laying in bed at four o'clock in the morning and not doing anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing I want to bring up is the classic overpowered alarm clock that both SpongeBob and Patrick have. Yeah, but Patrick's is just like very persistent. Uh, he, I do uh, wrote down in my notes. This is the hardest working alarm clock in Bikini Bottom, <laughs> not because it is the loudest, but because it just keeps it going. Got Patrick on time for two things: waking mm-hmm. up. And getting outside in time for SpongeBob. It's true. Do you think that's intentional? Do you think as an alarm clock, it's the same alarm clock that he has every day, or do you think it's a new one? I like to think it's the same one, and it's somehow psychically linked to SpongeBob's alarm uh, like schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so like when it's like SpongeBob's outside, we have to like it's more of a security system than an alarm clock. That's fair. I really thought it was interesting how SpongeBob was like, you know, I wonder how Patrick gets up in the morning because like I feel like that's I've never had that thought about like how other people spend their mornings you know I feel like most of the time I just like assume that everyone's just as much of a panic as I am I do like uh you know sometimes you do get lucky to go like on a like a trip with friends or like I've been on like school trips before yeah where I've like shared rooms with other people and like it is interesting to see how other people wake up I always tease um this uh guy who helped me out uh with the uh, my very first feature film he was my first ac his name's joe i won't say his last name to protect his identity <laughs> he wakes up i tell everyone he wake woke up like a disney princess like i i was doing like 16 hour days and i was probably getting the least amount of sleep of everybody on the set yeah so anyways he wakes up basically like a disney princess he like opens the curtains and he's like good morning omar and he's like very much like that like pumped up for some reason always infomercials on the tv like you know how some people just have like news and stuff like that in the morning yeah no just infomercials and then he took he would take like a half hour shower in the morning and at night so i just i never get it so it's kind of nice to know other people's routines i guess so i, it, it I don't know a what lot the to their hell personality. he's doing. 
kind of right yeah, it's yeah. weird though like he is a little uh prissy's like derogatory i don't like, yeah. it like that like it's like it's just high maintenance that's yeah i guess I that's the that's, that's exactly the best way if you can yeah phrase it I yeah suppose. yeah yeah because like i do think that you should be taking care of yourself with like a nice routine in the morning and afternoon so like thinking oh this is prissy it just seems too archaic for me yeah but uh but yeah i like knowing other people's like morning situation and it's really different than like mine and yours it's just like get up put on clothes and go <laughs> yeah yeah um some people have that like eight step facial routine mm-hmm. which i need to get eventually but yeah maybe. slowly but surely put that to the nighttime ones um one of the things that really crossed my mind that hasn't really crossed my mind in the past um but it did in this part was patrick must be like an expert sandcastle builder just like, I was thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> it, like I've, he's always had sand furniture every episode. But for someone, this this episode like really rang true to me. Like his entire house is made out of sand, and he must have to build that every day. The way that he goes through like the TV or breaks his lamp or tips over the chair, I'm like, he must have to do that with pretty extreme detail. The thing that really threw me off with the extreme detail was the sand wires. Yeah, when he beats up his lamp. He breaks it in half. There are wires within. Have you ever made a sand anything? There's never another structure within it that isn't not sand. You right. know what I'm saying? That's a, that's it's usually a, a beer bottle, like a like a fucking <laughs> crab or something. Yeah. But it's never more sand in the in the like in the actual wire. structure. Yeah, no, it's this is some like expert level, master level <laughs> that he's on right now, and like <laughs> conducting electricity and a lamp and sand. I was like, damn, dude, <laughs> I want those skills. Uh, speaking of skills, uh, when he decides to make food for himself in the morning, it reminds me a lot of a lot of people that I knew in college and some adults now. It's pretty sad um, that just don't know how to cook any type of food. Yep. This is not like access to food, anything like that. No, this is legit. Like, I do not know how to cook and I'm literally eating in front of the TV and it's just like a microwave TV, TV dinner. If they it's not even, even that. that. It's out. a literal can. Yeah. A literal can of just coral mush, basically. Well, that's that's what I was like. The One of the lessons I got from this like little part was like, learn how to take care of yourself. Like, you are an adult. And like, what it made me think of is like, you know, going through high school, my mom and dad had like home ec and like those basic skills classes and stuff. And mm-hmm. I know as we got older and stuff, they don't, they've kind of phased out those classes. We didn't have a home ec class at my high school or they don't require it they they don't require it but i'm like the more and more i run into people now there's a lot more people out there who don't know how to cook than you are you know people think there are so it's kind of like maybe we should bring those back because like i don't think it should be on the parents to have to teach their kids like to some degree yeah but like maybe it's just a basic skill these kids should be learning in school yeah it's definitely more useful than like any of the other you're learning (laughs) exactly Um, I also have that uh, try to plan your meals better for the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not a breakfast eater, but for those of us that are, um, I also have good alarm clock is important and morning routine is good, but structured is best. Mm. I still think that people who do have a nice structured morning routine is good as long as they can adapt when that is thrown out the loop. Because yep. I do know some people, it's just like if you throw one wrench in their morning routine, it's like it ruins the entire now nah, you got to go with the experience flow. for them. <laughs> the day's right? too early. It's something bad's going to have to. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I got was uh, actually something that Patrick said, a clean mouth is a happy mouth. And so oh, yeah. making sure you brush your teeth, which should be just a basic thing that you should already be doing. <laughs> and speaking of like dirty mouths and like whatever, 
<laughs> this is a bad transition. <laughs> um, dirty mouths and dirty minds. There you go. That's great. Um, did you catch what was playing after they did the Bikini Bottom live, uh, like little intro? Yeah, that same anemone, anemone, That uh, that SpongeBob's watching where he's like Gary. Yeah. So it's like, is Bikini Bottom live just like a constant porn station? Is that that's what I'm curious about? That's the that is the government we need to strive for. Right. That is the media that I want to consume. Just kidding. That's, that's basically media is like that. It's that's all the morning. That's the morning routine you want is to wake up, eat food, and watch porn, and then go to work. Yeah, yeah. it's classic, classic every single day. Perfect. <laughs> Surprise! It's not Act Two in the normal way. It's Act Two in a weird way because this part, this episode has three acts. <laughs> season so five fresh. had to switch it up for us, making yeah. it fresh. So Act Two, this is waiting. So. For this act, SpongeBob is shopping at Bargain Mart, and he sees that there's cereal uh, with a toy inside. So he immediately takes the cereal box home and realizes that he has to eat 100 boxes of this cereal and collect the box tops to uh, get this toy. It's a toy offer. It's not really the actual toy. Uh, so he decides to get his box tops and spends the rest of his day waiting for his toy, and shenanigans ensue. So to start us off with this act, um, I want to ask you, what do you think happened to box tops? Because I have no idea. I think they still exist. I think what happened is that we stopped buying box cereal and stuff like that. Or oh, uh, speak for yourself. Do you Josh, still buy box I, cereal? Box, I like cereal as now, but I, I'm so old. No, but are you? But are you buying box, like I, what kind of cereal are you buying? Like Cookie Crisp. <laughs> uh, they should still have box tops on those. Yeah, I need to double check. I just yeah. haven't noticed them. Like, I'm so used to like the little box top logo with a little scissor cut out. Yeah, I and think everything. the last one that I saw was on a pack of like Kraft mac and cheese that I had bought. Mm. Yeah, like I never understood how those work. Like, I don't know how they got money to your school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't get it. Cause I don't then, remember like, getting more dodgeballs. School... <laughs> yeah, does the... <laughs> does the school have to like send those in? Like, the, the, the Pizza Hut reading thing. I don't know if you ever had that in school. Mm, probably oh, something man. similar. I don't think we had a Pizza Hut reading thing, but we probably so, had something similar. I think it was called like Book It or something like that. You got uh -huh. like a button, and if you read books, they'd give you a little sticker, and if you kept all the stickers, you'd get a free like kid's pizza. I'm sure we had Which, something similar. That sounds familiar, but I don't know what it would But it been. makes so much sense to me yeah. as an adult, because I'm like, okay, you give the kid free pizza, the adults have to order pizza. Free pizza for uh, like free customers, basically, right? Yeah. You got your little kid going like, let's go to Pizza Hut. Right, and you're right? just gonna give them their little pizza anyways. So. Box tops doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, okay, they don't. People aren't like, oh, we gotta buy the cereals for the box top. They're like, well, we have to get these cereals, and I guess let's save the box tops. Yeah, I wonder if it's more of like, it's like a charitable donation thing from these companies like Kellogg's or whatever like so that these schools turn in the box tops and then they translate it to like oh we'll make a certain amount of donation towards this like school as a charity thing you know if your school can eat the most frosted flakes out of any school <laughs> we'll be good it will be a big will be a good big business and actually donate to our community so so, so two things that I want to mention about this episode that mm -hmm. I think are crazy is Spongebob just straight up leaves the store yeah without paying which if you're stealing from a corporation, it's not really stealing. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't mean that you won't get, you know, in trouble or, or in trouble, but it's it's okay on a moral 
moral ground. Yeah. Um, also, SpongeBob inhaled that cereal. Yeah. Just like he just down. I know it. I have a hard time because like I tend to eat cereal in like a big cup, not mm. like in a like a bowl, small, like a bowl. normal person. Yeah, I eat like almost half a box of cereal in one sitting. He's psychopath. Uh, I love it, but like I can't breathe it in like that. Do you do you eat it with milk? Oh yeah, I love cereal with milk. Okay, for me, my favorite part of the cereal is like the aftermath with the milk. Yeah, see, that makes sense that you're able to eat it that fast with milk and stuff. I feel like trying to eat cereal by itself, it just gets so dry, and like I yeah. don't think that I could be able to do that. Fatima, our intern, is a psychopath and eats her cereal dry. Oh, she also leaves the milk, which oh, is good what? for me because I get milk left over. But <laughs> that's but, the only uh, nutritional part of cereal as a breakfast is the milk. <laughs> but like, what makes me mad is like I see her in like the living room just like munching away at like the cookie crisp, and I'm like, you know how many bowls of cereal you just ate? Just <laughs> eating them like chips. They are cereal, not chips. But I guess it's it's all good. It's all this whatever. To each their own. It's a snack. It's fine. The only thing that makes me mad is I can't have more cereal. Um, I do miss that they don't really do. I don't think they do toys and cereal really often. I don't. I don't see them very often. Not anymore. No, that was definitely a big thing as a kid. I remember like actually looking. I don't know if we. I feel like we talked about it a little bit about yeah. this in the past. But I know like growing up, that big reason why we get cereal is like the cool like changing color spoons and like all those are the best yeah sometimes sometimes they come with like the one game the small little discs that would have like one game on them or something like that oh yeah i think the coolest one was that taco bell game Mm -hmm. well i think i did remember Remember, yeah yeah um so he finally gets all these box tops which shout out to gary for being the smart one and being like you gotta you shouldn't eat the box. Yeah, just save it. You don't have to eat it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just just take the tops off. They're still in the bags on the inside. Yeah, they're fine. Um, but I do like Patrick's like random, like as soon as he sees SpongeBob ready to go, he's ready to go. And they just they just wait. They just wait together. And it's just nice. Uh one of my small lessons is like sometimes if you're if you've got something boring to do, just invite one of your friends along. That's my some fun. Yeah. yeah, I also wrote down like Find little like productive things to do while you're waiting and stuff like that. And that's something that actually Patrick was better about in this episode than I thought SpongeBob was. I thought SpongeBob was very much like those memes that you see where people are like, as soon as they order something online, they're like staring out the window and stuff like that. It's very much how the vibe I got from SpongeBob where he's just like very fixated on getting this package. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about something that really concerned me in this entire episode. So SpongeBob, mm-hmm. oh, like this. This act made me a little bit grumpy because SpongeBob was just so annoying to me in this one. Yeah. Uh, just because he was super, super toxic. Yeah. But the moment that I was like, this is nuts is when he gets real with Sandy. Like Sandy's like karate and he's like, like flips her on her back and is just like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> because it's I, not like, fun. I'm busy right he's now. Not, he's not having fun. He's not doing karate for fun. He like literally hurt her to get her yeah. out of the way. I'm just like that is a weird side of Spongebob that I am not comfortable with. Like, I don't know if you ever had this with your siblings where you, like, start play fighting, but then it turns into, like, real fighting. like a real fight yeah. just because someone accidentally hit a little too hard. Yeah. No, I just definitely had that happen before. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that he was doing is just, like, felt very toxic. How he started yelling at, like, he wouldn't even feed Gary, and Gary was hungry the entire time, you know? Um, another small lesson I put is you're always paying in some way. If it's free, you're always paying in some way. That's why I wrote free is never free because it's mm-hmm. like an offer, but you have to send 99 box tops in. But it's like, well, you're paying for every one of those cereals boxes. So you're not really free. 
Yeah, exactly. Or a crappy Someone's, little toy. Someone along the line is paying for it. Exactly. And it's usually you. <laughs> for a crappy little toy. And we should talk about that little toy. Like, you know, that's that's the problem with, like, I feel like with when they do do those, uh, like, campaigns where it's like send in a bunch of box tops it is usually like a dollar store toy or some like crappy little thing you can get off of like a very cheap at like a regular department store it's yeah. never worth it and then here i felt it was like even more so because like the way that spongebob almost ended his friendship with patrick <laughs> over this like stupid toy was so silly to me yeah and apparently forgot his own birthday yeah. which i'm still confused about <laughs> Because he never, like, references it again. And then... But I do like that part where uh, Patrick's like, oh, he's having a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put let yourself have those moments. Yeah. It's good to have one of those. We all you deserve know? to fill our feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but finally, before uh, the end of this act, the one thing that I want to mention is I've never respected Squidward more than in this moment. And I just... it It becomes so much true that the thing you see on the internet where they're like, you know, when I was younger, I, I thought I was a SpongeBob, but now I realize I'm a Squidward. Yeah. Squidward just walks past all this, all this nonsense. And he's like, I'm just going to go home. Ignore it. And Squidward. it wasn't until like completely like by himself. That he's like, fine, I'll deal with it. <laughs> but he handles it so calmly too. He just walks up. He's like, it's not broken. Just look. It's supposed to do that. It's fine. He like doesn't yell at them anything. He's just like, this is how it's done. Just stop and crying, please. I just want to relax <laughs> hey omar yes boo ah! it's spooky time because oh, it's halloween i see what you did there yeah 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 yeah. i see what you did there yes. you scared you scared me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now i can't sleep well thank you you weren't gonna sleep anyways so it's fine um so uh you know we i feel like most of the topics from these uh three acts you know even when we get three acts we basically discussed a lot of what they cover but we are um, right a couple days away from Halloween, so I might as well just talk about Halloween for a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, some spooky stuff. Yeah. So, uh, for you, like, what what are your like? What do you love about Halloween? For me, I love coming up with a clever costume. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all are really Fatima, good about that. Fatima and I constantly have uh kind of. We don't go all out like we're not like those like cosplayers that have like really hardcore costumes. I'm sure we would be if any of us had like really good sewing skills. Yeah. But typically but you, we but DIY. Up it's up there. Yeah, we DIY our costumes very last minute. And I think that's like the fun part of it is just like all year Fatima will be like, well, what about this? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And like, I never know what we're going to be until like it hits me. <laughs> and then like same thing happened with like this year where yeah. like uh obviously like covid we're not gonna like go out do anything or party because we're responsible adults um but the community fridge that fatima's a part of which is sugar hill community fridge you can find them on uh instagram if you want to donate uh they're kind of doing like a little candy thing for kids to come by trick-or-treating is really weird in new york um i don't still under don't understand it like people go business to business instead of like all around the apartment because not everyone I don't know. I've just yeah. all the apartments I've lived in, which is one, uh, they don't really like go door to door. Yeah, I, I mean, might buy a bag of candy just in case. Exactly, because so. even when I lived in an apartment in Tucson, uh, I would still get trick or treaters coming to my door. But the like, I don't think that's definitely not a thing here. So yeah, like I feel like if you have a house in Tucson, it like 
it, it feels more like, oh, I'm going to trick or treat. There. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I like all my places I've lived at in Tucson, there's never been like facing the street. They're always like some weird back alley that if a kid <laughs> went down, they'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, But yeah. So like I like the costumes. I like like literally this year too. like uh, three days ago or four days ago, like Fatima and I were like, why don't we just do this? We'll dress up as this. So we're going to go dressed up. Uh, We don't like talking about it until big secret we post it. Yeah. Then, then we don't talk ourselves out of it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you're already dedicated to it at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I painted my fingernails uh, green for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm at least giving everyone a hint there because it's so vague that no one will get exactly. it. Exactly. I have no idea what the hell it's going to be. So, What about you, Josh? Are you going to dress up like a scary monster like you do every day? Uh, yeah, that's my idea. I'm <laughs> just going <laughs> to wake up and show the world my face, and that's, that's my contribution <laughs> to Halloween. <laughs> no, I... The last couple of years, actually, I really haven't been able to do anything for Halloween because last year I worked on Halloween um, and then I got blackout drunk in my apartment and made my own costume, which was <laughs> incredible. It's actually the my phone when you call me. <laughs> that's what comes up as a full background. It always confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't regret that costume at all, but some people say I should and I don't. Yes, I agree. Oh, well, it is what it is. If you don't know what it is, I'm sorry you missed it. It is lost. You don't want to know. It's, it's lost the awkward. annals of time. Um, and the year before that, I think I was out of town working on something. So um, it's been a while since I've actually done anything for Halloween. But I, what I do like about Halloween, and it's something that I don't really, I'm terrible at, is that a lot of people get a lot more creative during this time. So I like, like especially on Instagram or like anything like that. People are like do a lot more drawing stuff. They post a lot like how they're decorating their house and stuff like that. A lot more than any other holiday. And I think that's kind of cool to see. Just like, and I've seen it on TikTok too. A lot more people are stepping up their like creativity game because of it. And so that's kind of fun to see. And just like, it gives me an excuse to like actually watch horror movies and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really do think Halloween is one of the best holidays because uh, it does unlock a lot of creativity. Like, I find with like Christmas, the creativity kind of comes with like your gift giving. And then all the other major holidays are just like excuses to eat food. Yeah. Really? exactly uh, like thanksgiving quote unquote uh uh <laughs> included like i don't give two about thanksgiving i just know it's like a good reason I'm just there to for the food people, yeah yeah to eat yeah you know um to eat some food not to eat some <laughs> hopefully you're eating food and not just eat yeah um but but yeah like i i have seen on tiktok someone did uh the sandworm from yeah as the, like the, the candy tube so they can actually yeah, give, yeah that's really, i thought that was a really cool idea especially like now that you can't really hand candy out like in person and stuff like that just because you want to be safe and everything like it's yeah, a cool I idea i saw this really awesome one if anyone has the materials they can do this for their own halloween that i wanted to do because one of my windows kind of faces the street uh you can put like a really be like those like tablecloths that are like plastic like the white ones and use it as a projector screen and then put a projector behind it and then it kind of looks like um like you can do whatever you want like it can say happy halloween or you can i saw people do like a zombie one where it looks like they're going at the glass mm-hmm. that was pretty cool yeah i wanted to do that but i also didn't want to shell out 60 dollars or well even for a cheap projector like 30 bucks for a cheap projector on top of the all the the furniture I needed for my apartment. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I was like, yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> no, but it's just like, I do like that it is, it just allows you to be a little bit more like think outside the box and stuff like that. 
and it's not even spooky stuff like it's people that just have a lot more ideas and even like with the yeah. inktober stuff it's not all scary like there's themes that people go with that are completely like just random and whatever it's just i think it's just a fun fall season that everyone's like in the mood for you know yeah and it's like just a good excuse to be weird yeah or drunk yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like i don't know like i i think like so many barriers are broken on halloween like yeah like gender roles are a little bit more fluid like you you can see like a uh well like I a see classic like a fr- frat dude that's wearing yeah. like a mini skirt yeah. yeah yeah you can see like that classic misogynistic bullshit that would like get in the way of this person wearing a dress and you see that person in the dress and like maybe sometimes it's out of context for like comedy which i like eh, whatever but like sometimes it's just like oh yeah this person can dress up like rocky horror and it's you know the same thing that they, you know, it's not what the same thing they always get to wear. Right. Like, you know? No, you got to see, like, your friend in fishnets. You're like, oh, all right, that's different. But, like, good for you. That's cool. I'm, yeah. I feel warm and fuzzy. So, all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Act three. Fungus Among Us. So, uh, SpongeBob finds some weird green goop in his house. And it turns out to be the ick. And it spreads all over him. And, you know, in classic... I don't want to say classic pandemic style, but here we are. It spreads all <laughs> over the Krusty Krab very easily. And it, you just see how crazy it is and how quick, like, some sort of sickness and stuff goes. Um, but in the end, we learned that, you know, um, Gary, the bottom feeder, is perfect for the job and cleans it all up for them. So uh, if you didn't catch on, this is a little bit of a disclaimer that this is going to be very COVID heavy because that's basically what this episode is about. So <laughs> I want to ask you, um, Omar, how crazy is it? You know, we talk about how the Simpsons predicting the future and stuff, but how crazy is it that SpongeBob predicted COVID years and years before it happened? I still don't consider it prediction. I still consider it like weird, like coincidental yeah. with like syncing up. It's like Simpsons is very much like, and then this person will be president, and then, and then that, that person's, person's president. president. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> Whereas uh like this just feels so much like it's too close to home yeah like why is it so relatable and we had an episode last season that was like the zombie one i think right where the 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 gary's yeah. bite or whatever but this one for sure like there are so many things there was the it's list so just bad. went on and on and i'm like every bit of this is just like what we're going through and it's so wild you know like the fact that like they put him in quarantine and then like Patrick ignores the quarantine and like it's the whole like people don't believe in like who still go out and all that shit and then like the way that it spreads through like fast food and all that and people denying that they're sick and like don't have it it's just like oh, every part of this episode I'm just like oh my god this is it's disgusting but it's disgusting in a way I'm like I'm living this in reality like for the last seven months now yeah except we just need a snail to get <laughs> to it fix rid it of all it. yeah maybe that's the cure for COVID that's it's just the snail. secret yeah <laughs> Josh, I swear, if they develop the fact the vaccine based off like uh like snail snot or yeah. something like that, I'm gonna be like, this is it? It was it. <laughs> we it. The code. Gonna, we're not even gonna post an episode that we were just gonna post the same episode. <laughs> we're gonna be like, you need to listen to this episode. Um, but uh, Josh, did you know that ick is an actual thing? No, is it really? Yeah, I heard it before, and I I just pulled it up right now. So it is a disease that fish get. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called sometimes called white spot disease, and it kind of just does that. But um, 
basically it's short for I'm gonna butcher this, but don't get mad at me. Ichthyophytritis multifilis. Wow. Yeah, Some big so words there. Small blister-like raised lesions on the skin and or fins. Which is weird that they would reference it that. I get like, yeah, it's a fish-related disease, but this had nothing to do with anything like that at all. Yeah, definitely not. Apparently, it uh, kills a lot of freshwater fish. Oh. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. The more uh, you know, you learned some fun facts today. Yeah, so go look up Ick, and if you have fish, I'm sure you already know all about it. Um, but what's sad is like they even got like the police brutality yeah. part yep. in there. It just so many weird things, but like just the fact that like Squidward like got sick and then just prepared like just completely out of like in denial, not even like rejecting it. It's just like being in denial and then like realizing that he has it and then rejecting it. He's like, no, no, no. I like, I didn't get you sick. SpongeBob got you sick. Right. He's like, no, you got us sick because you came to fucking work. Well, it's and that's what's like on a political scale. That's like what we've seen. It's just like, well, this country is the one that spread it. I mean, like, well, it's this person who's doing it. It's like these communities who are doing it. It's just like, it doesn't matter who has it or did it. Like, just <laughs> let's just get it over with. Just own up and be an adult and like take the proper precautions to like not spread it. That's what drives me wild about all of it. Fatima was watching this episode with me and she's like, Oh my God. Like every, like <laughs> as it like went through, she was just like, Oh, Oh God. Do they have contact tracing? <laughs> um, But yeah, like even the hazmat division is just like straight up bubbles him and like walks him away. In a cage. Yeah. Well, that's what, what I even wrote down. And it's just like, the lack of like actually authority, the authorities of forcing anything, because like they put him in quarantine. They're like, "Well, that's it. We've done all we can do," and they walk off. And I'm just like, "Yeah, well, that's uh, very that's similar too." <laughs> so- and then when I was like, I was like, "Oh man, this kind of sucks." That, like everything is so much like real life. And then I was like, "Oh my god, the freaking pineapple has a banner that says quarantine out front." Yep. Like <laughs> this is even worse. You know, it's just crazy that this episode exists and. We went through all this, like, right? We, we were in the middle of a pandemic, and I have not seen this episode or very much like memes and stuff from it resurface. I maybe I've seen the pineapple under quarantine, I think, a couple times, yeah. but nothing else I don't think I've seen, which is kind of crazy to me that, you know, SpongeBob is this like pop culture icon, basically, and that this is very prevalent and it's not out there. Yeah. And what's so sad is that a children's cartoon predicted. Basically the same thing like that movie, uh, Contagion predicted, (laughs) and like every major expert around the world predicted, but the United States could not (laughs) can do handle it. They still can't. They still can't. And I'm all I'm only laughing not because it's funny, but it's because it's uncomfortable. And now it's like even predicting the future, and this is just like and it gets sad. And I want this to be like one of the last topics we touch on with the whole COVID thing. But Mr. Krabs capitalizing on the cure and like making people pay. To have like mm-hmm. Gary clean them up. I'm like, you know, as soon as that f-ing vaccine comes out, there's going to be some big company who's going to be like, you got to pay a couple hundred to get this vaccine. You know, you got to have the insurance. You got to have this. I'm just like, this is it's that's it. This is just like it is so disgusting and yeah. prevalent. But whatever. <laughs> it's it's f-ing disgusting. Yeah. Speaking of uh f-ing disgusting. <laughs> SpongeBob and all this like goopy like ick stuff that's going on around um it just it's so nasty especially the very end where he's in the bubble like excreting oh, yeah. just like juices, juices in his own yeah. bubble and then um 
that guy, what grossed me out the most was that guy drinking from the, the soda and he's like, Ugh. yeah, he like, <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of like weird, nasty frames in this one too, because like even before he gets in the bubble, when he's at the Krusty Krab and he like puts his nose into his face and his eyes are all red and bulgy, just oh, that yeah. image of him, I was like, this is so scary. Like, this is gross. I hate it. It's actually a very, very scary uh, act. Yeah. It, visually. Visually, it's just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but one question I do have is, what the f*** is pirate wrestling? I, I don't know. It seems dangerous as hell. Like, it's just them swinging hooks at each other, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, peg, uh, they're pegging each other. Peg-legging each other. <laughs> Damn. That's also, it. We Patrick... should have said that they we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to top that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, uh what small lessons do you have? We haven't touched on any um, of those. They're all probably lessons that everyone should be following. Yeah, right I got now. some I'm trying to like go around that, but like a couple ones from the very top of the episode is like organic isn't the isn't bad. Like I think a lot of times like organic we get the bad connotation. It's like, oh, it's expensive or like, you know, I grew up, my mom was always like and I don't know if this is the way she was raised, but she's like sometimes like she's like organic, you just gotta wash that more, it probably has more germs and more like dirt and like bugs on it and i'm like you know now that like we've been doing the csa stuff and even before that i'm just like i don't think that organic has like these bad connotations as much as it has so like if you can oh yeah get organic i think it is definitely healthier um also be careful with organic a lot of things are labeled organic but there actually isn't a lot of regulation on organic yeah so just shop smart it's, yeah kind of a double-edged sword and the other thing is like uh, one of the other ones from the top is uh, don't be afraid to get your pets like some better food than like the basic five dollar kibble you can because I think they'd appreciate it too. And I think that was even though Gary didn't like the organic food, it was nice as SpongeBob is the first time we've seen SpongeBob do it, like kind of get him like a nicer food, you know? Yeah. One thing I do think people should let their pets live a little is like eat some human food yep. every now and then. Like obviously nothing bad for them, and not, you're not giving them like bacon every day. No, but like you know something, a little piece so of chicken, a little chicken, a little you know piece of steak, yeah, just something because it. I mean, they're your pets. Like it's okay to treat them like give them a little something, and I think a lot of people are against that because like, well, they're gonna get the taste for it or whatever. I'm like, if, if your dog's it, trained, you can give them whatever. It's fine. They're gonna eat it. They're fine. gonna eat whatever you put in front of them. So it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Um, I really want if I do get a dog to read it, feed it raw food diet. And the thing that I read that uh, will support my small lesson, I'm feeding your animal, whatever. They're like, dogs literally lick holes. You think that a little bit of chicken is going to really fuck them <laughs> up. It's like, just give them a little. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. They do. As a high value treat. Their you know? toilet paper is literally their tongue. So like, <laughs> it's not going to hurt them to try a little bit of like raw food every once in a while. Exactly. Um, yeah, go ahead. Another small lesson I had was don't call the cops. They aren't helpful. Yeah. Uh, you saw that in this one. They just put uh, SpongeBob in a house, and that's it. Yeah, they tore the roof off the fucking crusty crab. So it didn't help. <laughs> um, other like more fun one I have is like have a victory dance because Patrick had a victory dance, and I don't think I'd seen it before. He was like, "Oh, go Patrick, go Patrick." like, "That's nice." You know, it's always good to have like a little like some dance moves in your back pocket for something like that. You know. One thing that really threw me off about the one unifier between all these that isn't a big lesson is Gary is hungry in all of them. Yeah. How much does SpongeBob not feed Gary <laughs> that it's a running gag within the entire Yeah, act I'm just convinced that they had one ongoing idea because I, I even think that the very first frame of this, ep this part is the same as, as the first frame as when he wakes up in the act one. 
Oh, maybe we should check that. Yeah, that's I'm just like that's why they split into three. They're just like we just have all this extra. Let's just throw it together and make three parts. Wombo lesson time. Wombo lesson. But kind of spooky, right? Because it's Halloween. Wombo lesson. <laughs> Let's see how treasure. <laughs> how uh, how terrifying is your big lesson this week? Oh, it's super terrifying. Ooh. Because mine has to do with emotional fear. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine was, do not let your emotions outshine your logic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Uh, that's the common thing that I saw throughout all these acts was people being a little bit too emotional. Uh-huh. Um, very much in the beginning with Patrick not knowing what the fuck is going on with his alarm clock. Uh, he just could have just thought about it for a second, you know? Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob impulse buying his cereal because he's just too excited, and also just literally like terrorizing his friends who wanted to show him love apparently on his birthday. Um, just ruined that too, and then finally, of course, the the mass hysteria, uh, that came on because you know SpongeBob really wanted to work. Squidward didn't want to admit that he was you know also infected, and then just of course. <laughs> The pure rage that the patrons had when they started attacking SpongeBob <laughs> in this bubble. Yeah. But um I do try to advocate for this as much as possible is if you are feeling stressed or freaked out or overwhelmed, is just really step back and like really simplify sometimes the issues that you're having. There's so many times um I go back to something that like my coworker said offhand when I started working in TV stuff. It was just like, it's just TV. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it's like, okay. Think of all your favorite TV that you've ever had. You're not going to memorize every single moment. Yeah. Right? So, like, if something messes up, it's fine. Yeah. I think If, if someone loves it, I think they're going to they're harp on it. Or if it's, like, really bad. But uh, odds are it's probably not going to be. Well, it's just, it's just a matter of perspective, I think. We, like, everyone gets caught up in the moment so much that we, like, overthink situations. Or you do get, like, too emotional. But it's learning how to ground yourself. Like you're saying, like take a step back and mm-hmm. think about like things realistically or look at the problems as they are. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a hard time doing that, you know. And I think it's especially hard now. There's so much stress out there and shit that like I feel like a lot of my friends and stuff have a harder time dealing with like anxiety and stress and finding like mm-hmm. not not getting too emotional right now because it's hard. There's just so much going on in the world that's like how how do you disconnect from all that? You know, yeah, I think it's also harder now because of, you know, people being out of work and stuff like that. Yeah. It's because I think you when you sit, you have like more time to just think about things. And with all the crazy stuff that's happening, like you're sitting and thinking about only negative stuff. So, yeah, it's a little bit harder. I find like the busier you are, the less like concerned about your own mental health because you just yeah. don't have time or your mind's preoccupied. Well, I, I 100 percent it. And believe that to be true because, like, I don't know, that's self-diagnosed, but there's like parts of like depression and that I have where I'm like, if I'm super busy, those problems don't exist. They don't even appear anymore. So yeah, because you don't think about you it. You don't think You're about like, it. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I honestly do think that just being busy keeps your mind, you know, off, off some dark thoughts sometimes. Which probably isn't the best way to be healthy and deal with stuff, but like... It's a good band-aid for it's, the moment. Yeah, there you go. That's the good best way to put it. I, you know, if you're like, I've, if you're like, I'm gonna go on a run instead of being sad and crying for six hours, yeah. like, all the power to you. Yeah. 
or even if it's not like as productive as a run it's just like it's just something even like watching tv playing a video game something like that it just takes your mind off of for a little bit you know i just felt the collective cringe of every therapist who would ever listen to our podcast right now (laughs) exactly (laughs) we're not therapists we're just we're just people whatever that this is how we cope yeah (laughs) we're just coping that's what it is coping yeah okay so uh josh what coping mechanism (laughs) are you gonna put into your big lesson so my big lesson and it's probably the scariest thing that we have to go through, you know, as people is Taxes. yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like be a f-ing adult. And that's like in every part of this act or this episode, there were instances that, you know, to be fair, like SpongeBob and Patrick and all like are not don't always act as adults, but they are adults, you know. And so like if you are above the age of like 18 and even arguably sometimes like 16 you should be able to have skills or be self-sufficient in a way that you don't act like a child or create like stupidish child mistakes so like for the first part we talked about patrick should be able to cook for himself he shouldn't have to like not know how to open a can of food or even know what that is you know or like have a decent like routine um and then the second part like spongebob very clearly has no self-control and like went off the like and trying to like a like get all these box tops so he can get a toy and then he like pushed people away he was being like very like childish about like having to wait and selfish about having to get this one thing for himself and then the third part is just like and i see this a lot with people um even before covid it's just like if you're sick or something's wrong with you like not taking the responsibility to go like to a professional or healthcare professional to take care of it so like he knew that he had like this weird fungus or this itch or whatever the ick was right should have gone right away. Google it. Google it. Google yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Don't pretend like it's nothing because like it could be something. It could be something very serious, you know? And that's like in, in this case, it was. It was this nasty fungus that spread everywhere. So and that's that's just like so much so that they like freaked out and put them in a bubble. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it just blows my mind sometimes. And I'm not saying that I'm like the paragon of being an adult. There's a lot of shit that I do in my life that I like I know that I need to do better stuff for. But it's just like there's so many people that are like our age, younger, even people who are a little older, who I'm like, I question how they've functioned this far in their life and they <laughs> aren't able to like do basic tasks and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I think I think a lot of it comes from a little bit of privilege in terms of like, well, obviously there's access to all those things, right? But like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, I, I, I do believe it's interesting that. to talk to certain people that I'm like, Okay, you had all these resources and you still don't know how to like cook yourself a hot dog or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've noticed too. It's just like I'm not calling out all people who came from like wealthier families or whatever, but they oftentimes, like my friends who did come from like wealthier families, like don't have the skills to cook for whatever reason. And just like, I don't, it's not like they had to cook in their house all the time. It's just like they never had the need to, I guess, for themselves, which is just like when you grow up, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Just, just try your best. I know that we <laughs> live under capitalism and it's hard to adult because you actually need money to adult. To adult, yeah. But but hopefully. What's like in I the said, future. Yeah. <laughs> uh when the revolution comes we'll we'll be good. <laughs> we'll all have to be self-sufficient in some way. <laughs> yeah. We'll have this podcast to keep us afloat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh speaking of keeping us afloat, thank you all of you. All bajillion of you for mm-hmm. listening to this week's episode yeah that's the exact number i just looked past at our, present look, future all of you <laughs> you hear that 
that's me looking at our at our numbers. Well, is, is yep, two, one, two bajillion now. Yeah, two bajillion. Wow, wow, I just, I just grew. Wow, this is crazy. Don't ask me for the <laughs> stats. Um, but if you want to send us anything, some like questions, comments, uh, derogatory remarks. What are you doing for Halloween? Remarks. Yeah. Yeah. Show me your Halloween costumes. If they're yeah. SpongeBob related, even better. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll. If if you, if anyone's actually listening and wants to send their Halloween costumes, maybe we'll post some of those on the uh, on the old gram. Yeah, and yeah. even if it's just you, we'll just name you the. We'll be like, congratulations, you're the contest winner. Or you know, you and want- if you're the only person that submits. You're like, you're the contest winner, and then people are gonna be like, what did they win? And you just need to tell them like, oh, we won, and then just insert anything crazy. And then we'll just say like, yeah, like we totally sent so and so this. Yeah, you know, even if you want, you can send a picture of yourself, even you're not dressed up, and I will find a way to Photoshop you into some SpongeBob <laughs> costume. <laughs> like I do that every week, anyways. So I got a little nervous at the beginning of that sentence. You're like, just if you're not dressed up, just send us a picture. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna ask for nudes. If you, on, on I mean, the if you're gonna send us nudes, you can do that too. But I will not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. Yeah, got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, viewers' choice, <laughs> yeah. listeners' choice. Um, so you can do that on ismainispodcast.com or email us at ismainispodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Instagram is the hottest spot for, for us, so definitely hit us up there. Mm-hmm. Also, be sure to comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, and of course, to listen to us wherever you get your wonderful podcasts. Um, speaking of, so I actually been collecting these things. Um, they're called podcast points. Uh-huh. So every single podcast that we do, we get podcast points. Oh wow, we've been doing this for um, a bit now. You must have collected a bunch. Yeah, I mean the exchange rate is kind of like credit card points, where it's just like oh, uh, you got to pen- spend a lot pennies to on the dollar. Yeah. But uh, do you want to wait with me for uh, for the prize that I'm getting? Oh yeah, in the mail. I'd be happy to. Yeah, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting, waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs>